Hi, my name is White James Moore, and you are listening to my dad and your host of the Lifestyle Asset University podcast. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Lifestyle Asset University podcast. I'm super excited today. We get to talk to one of our members inside of our membership group and inside of our training group. And we've got Misty Petrie here joining us. Misty, say hi to everybody. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Super fun to have you. Um, her husband, Troy, is actually setting up their new lifestyle asset. So we're, we're going to miss him today. And we wish, um, hope, hope, I guess, I guess, Missy, you're probably happy. You're, you're getting out of some furniture set up a little bit. So I <laughs> say we miss him. You're like, hey, uh, you're, you're glad what he's doing, right? I am. No, no calluses for me, for sure. <laughs> right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, listen, we, we, uh, I'm excited about today. I, I, you know, as you've gone through, gone through this journey, it's going to be fun to, to talk to you and let everybody hear kind of how your experience has been getting your first lifestyle asset, your first vacation home and going through that process. And, um, I know it's been a fun one and not without some, um, some bumps in the road as always, right. There's always some challenges that we'll talk about and, and I'm sure, I'm sure you'll share, but to start off, I like to start with some rapid fire questions and they have nothing to do with vacation rentals. So you're, so you're prepared, right? So okay. Sounds good. This, this is just for uh, us to kind of get to know you a little bit and, and personality wise. So first I'll just say two questions and you just tell me, tell me the answer. So mountains or beach? Mountains. All right. Urban or rural? Well, I'd say rural. Okay. Netflix or nightclub? Netflix. <laughs> Truck or car? Oh, probably car. All right. Well, you're a mountain girl. You got. I know. I know. In the car, huh? All right. Yeah, and too small for those big cart, but big trucks. <laughs> All right. Tea or coffee? Oh, tea. I'm actually drinking drinking a cup right now. Nice. All right. Perfect timing. Protein bar or protein shake? Oh, protein shake. All right. Summer or winter? Winter skier. All right. Yeah, that, that explains the the property we're going to talk about. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Steak or chicken? Ooh, steak. I'm a Montana bread girl. I gotta say steak. All right, like it, like it. Cats or dogs? Oh, can I say neither? <laughs> we don't have pets, but I do love dogs. We just don't have a house set up for that. So right, my kids right. would definitely say both. All right, oh, that's what I should put. Cats or dogs, and if it's a neither, it's kids, right? Yes, <laughs> yep, that's exactly it. We're busy with them. Right, all right. Hard book or audible? Ooh, audio, probably, because I, I like to drive a lot. All right. Running shoes or high heels? Ooh, I like both. So I love yeah. my workout shoes, but I can't give up my high heels. So yeah, I guess I'll inch on high heels. All right. Gummy bears or chocolate? Gummy bears. Fun, fun. All right. Money or free time? Definitely free time. All right. Early riser or night owl? Well, I'm a morning person, early riser. Okay. Now we were talking about this earlier and I, this might be a neither, but Facebook or Twitter? Yeah, this is a neither. <laughs> this is a neither for you, right? No. <laughs> All right. Road trip or air travel? Mm, air travel. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. That, that got you warmed up. So now, now the real tough stuff start, the tough questions start. So oh boy. <laughs> now, we, now we know the, the mountain girl with the high heels that drives a car. With the ski boots in the back, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit of everything. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, listen. Let's uh, let's let everybody get to know you a little bit. Tell us a little bit about 
you guys and where you're from. You know, tell us about the, the family, the kids, and uh, just, just so we can kind of get a little bit of background about who you guys are. Yeah, sure. So um, my husband, Troy, is actually originally from Maine, and I'm technically originally from Montana, born and bred. So we were both grew up in beautiful states. We met in college and um, have two little rugrats now running around. You might hear them in the background. Uh, so we are homeschooling because of COVID. Uh, but we've got a 10-year-old son, Alex, and an eight-year-old daughter, London. And um, yeah, that's our family. We kind of we kind of merged Maine and Montana in the beautiful two states that they are. And that's what planted us in Colorado. It was the first job I had after college and we fell in love with it. We traveled quite a bit uh, with jobs after that first visit to Colorado and everywhere we were just pointed us back here. Such a good merge of uh, having things to do in the city of Denver, but also having just so much play area, just a short hour to two hour drive away. So we fell in love with the area yeah. and um, have planted ourselves here ever since. Nice. And outside, you in the Denver area? We are, yep. So we're in the south suburbs, Parker, of okay. Denver. And um, yeah, it's just a good, about two-hour drive to Breckenridge. We, our family loves to ski. Our kids are in a ski program, the Breck Bombers. So it just makes a good, yeah, good little mix for us, whether we want the city or the mountains. Awesome. Fun, fun. I used to, I think I told you, I used to live up in Thornton, so just on the north side of Denver for a few years. Oh, yeah. Yep, yeah, that's city. right. Yep, great city. So um, tell us what you do for a living. So I um, actually work uh, with a biopharmaceutical company. So I sell a respiratory biologic and help severe asthma, asthma patients basically get kind of the therapy that they need once the inhalers aren't doing enough. So yeah, so I get to help patients every day. So this is the real estate stuff is definitely on the opposite side, but it's always been my passion uh, in, you know, just um, it's kind of the same thing, right? It's helping people kind of live their best life and right. really have making those moments into memories so nice so so you've got the inside track on when we're gonna we're gonna put this COVID stuff behind us yes exactly our company is actually one of them that's making the vaccines so we definitely are hearing a lot of updates but um yeah i'm hoping it's getting close we you know gilead just put theirs out so we're getting really close to um having some good news so hopefully this will get us all back to normal right nice yep and then we mentioned, you mentioned you guys love to ski, you love the outdoors, mountains, anything else that, uh, that occupies family time? You know, really just travel. We, I don't, uh, the only one that we really repeat is probably Disney. Um, my, our whole family just loves Disney and we love the experience. We love helping other families kind of navigate it because it is a big animal to tackle when you go the first time and you see those families with the deer in headlights where you just oh, want yeah. to take them in and yeah, help them out. So that's probably the only repeat trip that we do, but everything else we just like to experience new things. So we've taken, well, we were supposed to take our kids to Europe this summer and obviously that got squashed. So we're hoping next summer that that'll be their first big international trip. Uh, but we just love, we, we went to Roatan, we went to a lot of the islands in the Caribbean. Um, we love culture stuff. We love seeing cities and history. So really just sharing all the different parts of our world with our kids and kind of, you know, broadening their horizon of what's out there. Awesome. Love it. So there's kind of no surprise you, you were drawn to the vacation world side of life then, huh? Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> that, that should be, that should be an obvious answer. That, that, yeah. Yep. That's that, exactly that, it. So. I need to, uh, I need to make sure I, I make a note of the Disney kind of itinerary help the you know because i last time i was in disneyland i was standing on main street and i held up my phone and i started turning around and my wife knows i don't like disneyland and, and I, I i'm like it's just not my cup of tea and so we're there i like like i'd like rather be up in the mountains with no cell service and just completely away from everything that's that's more my style 
And so she's like, oh, that's cute. You, you know, we're leaving and you're taking a selfie of yourself on in Disneyland. I said, I'm just taking a video to remind myself if I ever want to come back to hurry and look at this video and see how many people are behind me on this main street that I can't even walk down. And so and exactly I, the reason that you hate it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like, okay, so I, I had, I didn't, uh, I can't say I share the same sentiment about Disneyland, but it is actually a great place. And my kids love it, so we we end up going. Do you like Disneyland or Disney World? Is there uh, so we're probably Disney World fans, yeah, just yeah. for all the different parks that they have there. And we just saw the Star Wars when it opened. Yeah. Uh, my husband and my son, and even my daughter, too, they're all big Star Wars fans. So we had to go experience that and ride in the Resistance. And my daughter was just talking about it again today. So yeah. we'll definitely be going back in the future, but I totally get your point. Uh, yeah. You definitely you should go now during COVID. You I know, know that's, what, I, hey, that's what Teresa's telling me. She's like, she's already booking. She's like, this is the perfect time to go, Sean. She's like, I'm booking flights. And I actually, I, I was, I'm really close to saying yes to it. So I don't know if she listens to my podcast. So she might, if she listens to it, she'll, she'll be so super excited. But we'll, we'll see. My phone will be ringing. Yep. Yeah. Tell her to call. Awesome. Awesome. Well, as we're kind of, so kind of appreciate you sharing that and, and, uh, you, you know, the, the love of travel and the new experiences and all that stuff. I mean, it's, it's exactly why we love this game, but what really drew you to the vacation rental side of life and uh, ultimately, you know, deciding to, to run down that road? Yeah. So we started in real estate probably, oh, it was right before the 2008 crash. So we actually were living in Arizona at the time. And with my husband's work, uh, we traveled quite a bit. So we lived in five states in five years. Mm -hmm. So we were popping around quite a bit, but we, when we were in Arizona, we started our real estate portfolio down there and we had about five properties. We were doing, you know, kind of the long-term rental thing and obviously the crash happened. So it took us a while to rebound after that. And I think when we came into this, um, the vacation rental space, we thought, you know, finally there's something that really connects with who we are as people. We love to entertain. We love to have, we have about four families that, our kids have grown up like cousins. They are the family that we have in Colorado. Um, so we love sharing experiences with them, but also just entertaining and turning those, like I said, those moments into memories. And so this was the first one that actually merged all of the things that we do. My husband's in the hotel industry, so he's really used to the customer experience, um, yeah. as well as you know the crazy things we do with our house. We're known as big decorators. We love holidays. We always have a Halloween um, party as well as, you know, we have a lobster party because my husband's from Maine every summer. So it kind of merged all of those loves that we have and putting this big experience in for, for, you know, different people that can share, we can share what we love about Colorado and hopefully make some memories for them. Awesome. I love it. And then it is so, you know, so, you know, resonates so true to what we believe and what other people in the group and, and just people in general in this space is, you know, and you, you tried your hand at traditional real estate, right? And there's, I mean, that's a great investment. We, most people universally agree that done correctly, real estate's a great investment, but mm -hmm. sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's not. And this, this allows us the ability to have that, you know, that investment side buy property, have that property ownership um, benefits but really do do it in a, in a way that we love and, and create mm -hmm. these experiences. And like you said, I mean, it, there's no surprise that, you know, when we met back at the end of August, it was a really short time ago, right? We're recording this mm -hmm. at the end of October and, you know, that's a couple months in and, uh, and no surprise what the, you know, in the story that we'll share here shortly of exactly that road you guys have uh, run down and, uh, 
found a property, had some success and having a lot of fun setting it up to deliver that unique experience, right? It isn't just about the investment now. It's, an, it's about kind of sharing your love of that area and your, you know, the, so that other people can enjoy that. And it's a lot of fun. It's in, and it's a lot of fun just to, to run down that road. Yeah. And there's so many different vehicles of real estate, right? I think I've always been drawn to real estate because I can see it. I know it. I understand it. Right. And um, there's so many different ways that you can take real estate. We dabbled in land sales for a while. We did that long-term rental, but I think this is the first one is that you, and you've talked about it before is really specializing and I mean, that's what I do for work, right? I call in physicians, I call in specialized physicians. Yep. And that is where they know, they know their patients inside and out when they have that diagnosis. And it's the same as us in real estate. This is the first specialty that has really seemed to make sense for us. Yep. Um, where, and I truly love the ins and the outs of it. And um, really just, you know, helping, helping people come to Colorado and experience what we love about it and sharing, just like I told you about Disney. We love to pass on our knowledge and our experience. So hopefully we can do that for others. Awesome. Any, as you were getting into it, anything that you were, you know, big fears that you had going into it um, before you really took the leap? I know when we talked, you were kind of still, I mean, you guys, you guys pretty much, you know, knew you wanted to do this, right? Wanted to run down this road, right? You just were mm -hmm. trying to figure out exactly how to do it. What were any, any big fears that stand out um, in the beginning that you were, as you were trying to take on this new endeavor? Yeah, you know, I don't think we really had any fears. We were kind of, <laughs> you, you probably remember when we first talked to you. I mean, I think we devoured your entire, um, what is it, an eight-week lesson? I think we yeah. did it in one week. I would not suggest <laughs> that to necessarily everyone, but we already had a realtor scheduled, so we knew we wanted to get to that part of the training and um, just take in as much as we could and then go back and kind of, you know, delve in a little bit deeper and refresh when we needed it. So I don't know that we had any really big fears our big, we just saw a lot of opportunity. And I know you talk about this too, of taking action. The opportunity piece for us on the financial side is we've had our financial advisor tell us for years about 529s. And I know I talked to, do, I remember having this conversation with you about, you know, college education. You got to save for your kid's college education. Well, we only have about 10 years until that point within our family. And um, that just never resonated with me. So I think we saw a lot of opportunity in having an asset. And I know 529 works for a lot of people. Yeah. Not saying, again, it's just another vehicle. But for us, we wanted something that after our kids went to college, we still have an asset. And it's an asset that we can enjoy along the way, and before, during, and after they go to college. And if you know they choose to do something else in their life, we always have this asset. So it's teaching our kids a lot of principles. But I think that was the biggest thing for us. It's not necessarily a fear but really just capitalizing on the time that we have with our kids left to show them some of the principles that we believe in as a family and showing how that hard work pays off and some things that they can replicate in, in their lifetime. That's awesome. You know, and I, it's so fun. I have kids roughly that's the same age as your kids. I've got twins that are nine right now. And it's so fun. Like I've, I've been in real estate my whole life and I've been around, you know, my, most of the time the people around me are not that interested in the land development deals and you know the the apartment complexes or the single family rentals when i when we talk about vacation rentals they get really interested right and they they enjoy it but the fun part about what the that we start to see and that i've seen is our kids start to learn these principles they start to learn about okay what's an asset in fact we were at uh, it, uh earlier this year we were at a family party and my nine-year-olds have my 
father-in-law sitting in a chair and one on each side of them. And they're explaining the difference between appreciating assets and depreciating assets. And so I love it. It's, it's awesome. I love it too. But they, but it's so fun because they, they do get involved. They do get immersed. And on the, you know, on the, on the side of even like spouses, right. I've, I've worked with investors forever. And up until we started kind of specializing in this niche, I've never worked like I never, I worked with one or the other you know, the husband or the wife, or, and it was just kind of an investment vehicle. Well, now it's a family deal and it's not only that investment vehicle, but you're teaching and we're, we're interested in these, these principles of, and with kids, especially young kids, we're teaching them these principles and they're learning about the difference between, you know, expenses and income and how to, how to maximize an asset. Like we talked about, you know, with unique experiences, all that stuff. And it's so fun to see because they're learning these things because they're interested in it because it revolves around, you know, fun stuff. And, and yeah, that's exactly it. It was our dinner conversation at, you know, the table a couple nights ago was what was an asset, you know, versus liability. Yeah. Same thing. They're learning those principles and they're learning the hard work, which I love. Yes. I mean, we're going up to the cabin every weekend and we're putting in a lot of our own time to make yeah. that unique experience. So love I love that piece too. My, my, um, my husband's obviously up there right now. And my son asked this morning, he goes, mom, I want to go up there. Pretty sure he said that just because he has remote learning today yeah. and he wants to get out of school, but, um, he really wants to build the furniture cause he knows it's coming in. So yeah. he wants to see that to fruition. And my daughter is, she's very artistic. She loves to paint. So she puts her painting clothes on and she's painting walls with me. And I just love that they have a little bit of that equity, that sweat yeah. equity into this property too, that hopefully one day this will be theirs down the line as well. And they'll have those memories, but yeah. also it's teaching them some really good financial principles. Yeah. And, and you're spending time together too, yeah. right? It's right. It's yeah. That, and they, yeah, it's, it's an easy way to get our kids to work, right? Free labor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> tell, tell them we're buying a vacation home. So awesome. Well, we yeah. talked a lot about the asset. Tell us a little bit about it. Tell us where it's at. And what you've yeah. Got, yeah. What you guys so, are doing. Um, yeah, absolutely. So we have, we ended up, we were kind of debating between two different properties. Uh, so outside of Denver, about two hours from here is Breckenridge, big ski resort that everybody knows of. And um, we, we go there all the time in the winter skiing. So we thought that's kind of the area we wanted to center around. Um, <clears throat> the two options were either having a condo in Breckenridge or having a house about 40 minutes out in, in the little town called Fair Play. And so that was the way that we ended up going was we wanted to have kind of this whole entity that we could customize the experience, but also a place that really suits our family. The space suits it better. Um, so it's a four bedroom, uh, two, uh, sorry, four bedroom, three bath house and cabin kind of up in the mountains there. And it's just, Fairplay's got such an interesting little history behind it. It was a gold mining town. So it was actually founded back in 1859. And this, you know, the big Pikes, or, um, Pikes Peak Gold Rush was happening. So all these miners were coming out and and basically the first settlers that came to this area, they rushed and they staked their land and they got these huge plots. Well, the second wave of miners came behind them and what they realized, they, they found it was unfair, right? All these people had made claims and they had these huge lots of land. And just because they were a moment too late, they really didn't have a whole lot left. So the, they kind of set up their own mining camp and they called the other one, the first one, Grabal because these people grabbed it all. They took yeah. all this land and their little settlement became known as fair play because they wanted things to be more equitable and fair. 
So it has just a really cool history of mining. Um, there's still a little ghost town there that actually shows the 1800s buildings. Uh, just a really fun, good people, good, uh, just, you know, heart, like earth kind of people. Kind of where it reminds me of home, Montana. They're just yeah. good, hardworking people. So that's what drew us to that area. So our home is just above that little town. And um, it's at 11,000 feet. So that's why we called it the Alpine. That's going to be our name for the home. Yep. And um, I love hiking. Our family hikes 14ers, which are 14,000 foot peaks for those that don't know or don't live in Colorado. Yeah. So um, we have about 50 of them in Colorado. And we love to hike that. And so ironically, this little cabin overlooks Mount Sherman, which, is, which was actually my kid's first 14er that they ever climbed. So the first 14,000 foot peak that they did just a couple years ago. And we've got views of that. So it just, everything felt like it was coming full circle for us. Um, it was not easy finding a property. As you know, during COVID, yeah. I think some, some spots are really hot. And everybody from the city right now in Denver is trying to find a place outside of the city to get away. So um, luckily, I think that's where we learned a lot too. It was trying to, and trying to find a property but what we really realized is finding those connections in the network of people, that's essentially how we found this one. So this property was not even on the market. We actually got to see it because it was an in-broker deal. And we went in, saw the cabin, saw the views, and we were like, this is the one. And got to put it in an offer basically the moment it went live. Yeah, it's and, and obviously I've seen it as far as pictures and everything else. It's uh... I mean, it looks awesome. I can't wait to come visit it and, and check it out. We'll be, we'll be one of your guests for sure. And uh, Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it just looks like an amazing, amazing property. I wanted to kind of touch on a couple things that you mentioned there and unpack a couple things for people that um, sometimes is a, is a little bit of a misconception when you're looking at those areas, right? You mentioned that, you know, obviously Breckenridge is an area that everybody knows about and everybody's familiar with. And sometimes we assume that those are the only areas that are going to make a lot of sense because that's what everybody's coming to. And, and then you said, or you, you know, you've got fair play that's 40 minutes away or so and, and from Breckenridge and, you know, essentially Breckenridge is still a main profit driver for that area in the, in the winter time. People are still going to stay in fair play and go ski at Breckenridge and enjoy or, or even in the summer and enjoy the mountain resort area. But there's other things to do in fair play around that. But you know, as you went through that process, was that ever a concern or a worry for you when you were looking at it, wondering as, you know, do I need to be in the, in the class A resort towns or can I be a little bit on the outskirts and still make this work? Yeah, that's a great question. So I remember running some acquisition deals by you and kind of having that same conversation of do we, like if we were oceanfront, right, do we have to be literally right on the ocean or in our terms, do we have to literally be in Breckenridge? And so a lot of things that we kind of munched through was really just when we took the acquisition piece, the acquisition cost is obviously a lot lower when you get further away. Um, and another piece in Breckenridge is there's a transfer fee. They, so they immediately take 1% transfer fee. They also have higher tax rates just for the occupancy of, you know, having a vacation rental, right? So all of these things, when you looked at kind of apples to apples of what we could get as a condo in Breckenridge or a cabin 40 minutes away, and acquisition piece, it was return on investment was a lot better 40 minutes out. And again, it back to it suited our family well as well. So that was another thing we looked at. Do we really want to be in a condo? I'm kind of like you this way. This is the Montana in me. I don't want to be yeah. around people. I love to yeah. ski, but I don't like the condo aspect of feels like an apartment. 
So we really wanted something that suited our family. Acquisition was definitely a lot better. And when we looked at AirDNA, the numbers actually were stellar because it's kind of the epicenter for so many activities as you kind of shined a light on. You can hike, you can fish, we can have an hour to whitewater rafting down south of the town. We can go yeah. 40 minutes into Breckenridge to ski. So it kind of has that all season appeal as well. And, and it's interesting how maybe at one time you start to look at the ski resort and you think this is the draw. And then you think, ah, your, your mind starts to change about, you know what, we have an all seasons approach that's way better in acquisition. Yeah, for sure. And it's, and it's such a, you know, it, it's a conclusion that a lot of people come to after because it's, it is a little bit of a misconception that people worry, I have to be right here, right? And, and a lot of times in the very beginning when we're kind of unpacking that in that acquisition phase, kind of unpacking the actual location and area you want to be in. And I always tell people, you, you're overthinking it first of all. First of all, what fits your family the best, right? Do you guys like to be in the heart of the action like the condo, right? Slope side condo and be right there. Or do you like to, do you like to do other stuff? Do you like to have, so first we look at that because I know as you start to look at the profit drivers and you start to look, run the numbers and everything else, both can make sense. And many times on the outskirts, you're going to get a higher return on your investment. And, mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't realize that until they start to really into to doing that full-on property analysis and looking at that and so yeah i appreciate you sharing that i think that's a big a big key for a lot of people that listen to this in the you know because especially in the beginning stages they assume they have to be in these class a resort towns to make this work and and then immediately we look at the price tags in the class a resort towns and think i'm out of the game i can't do it right it's like yep. i can't afford that so i'm i probably it's probably not gonna work in these other areas and um, and you're exactly right. Like a fair play, for example, and, and Breckenridge is, is an all season type of a mountain towns sure. now are pretty much, they, they've got two major peak seasons that, that extend. I mean, they really only have the mud seasons now that, that are not a draw. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And even the mud season, it's like, we were up there in Breckenridge for mud season this year and it's amazing, right? Like all the stuff that they've yeah. added, yeah. It, it's, it, it's it truly what you just said. It's all four seasons kind of anywhere up in that space. Yeah. But I think that's what we learned is, you know, Breckenridge will suit a lot of people. It's still a great investment. But I think when we looked apples to apples, there were just things that personally for us, but also the return on investment, I think for the long haul, just makes sense for us to be a little bit ways out on this one. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So now my, the other thing I wanted to touch on is, you know, that, you know, I'm, I'm learning of this like amazing history with Fairplay. And we talk a lot about in our, you know, as you set this up to deliver that unique experience. Um, are you guys, in, are you incorporating any of that history into your, into the property for the, for the, you know, if I was to come stay at your property, would I have that unique experience that any, anything you can touch on there? Yeah. So we're doing a little bit with the design that way of kind of bringing in that mining, the, you know, the rustic iron, mixed with um, some modern elements. So we're kind of doing that in the design. And that was actually another piece for us is through your network, we actually got connected with an interior designer. I highly recommend that. I know I had some people that, friends and family that were like, you don't need that. Yeah. And I have to say the things that she came up with and really looking at it from what in a photo, what is, what's the story it's gonna tell in those photos. And she did that punch of color and she did these unique things that I know I wouldn't have come up with. So you just, you know, for example, like in some of the bathrooms, you can get 
a vinyl, it's almost like a wallpaper, right? You give them a picture and they can print anything now on wallpaper. So we're doing that kind of mining as like the old town of Fairplay in one of the bathrooms. So you can kind of get that historic mining feeling. So that is one piece, I think, through the design that we're gonna pull through. But then it's also how we're gonna tie it in is really um, speaking to the guests about the opportunities that they can have there. Uh, the other thing is my husband is actually a graphic designer by trade, so he doesn't do it anymore, but through his hotel design, he still gets a little bit of that creative outlet. So we're doing a lot of custom painting inside. So every room is gonna have a very unique feel, a very unique design. And hopefully that gives that element of things that people see that maybe they can take it back to their own town or in their own home and do that same thing. Or it's just something that's very memorable that they feel like every space is just really well thought out in the home. I love it. Yeah, I can't wait to see the finished product. I have no doubt. And, and that's why I was kind of wanting to ask that because obviously I saw the before pictures. I haven't seen the, the how. And I think you, you mentioned like with the designer you know, we really, it's really important to be able to tell a story through the pictures. And a lot of that is, especially in the beginning when people are seeing these listings, there's a lot of houses that look like model homes. There's a, there's a lot of really nice properties available, but not a lot of them really tell a story. And, mm -hmm. and employing a designer to help you do that with, like you said, it's just little paying attention to every little detail and really thinking through that process that you can visually tell a story. But then when they get there, they, you know, now they're, now they're immersed into that story and then you deliver with other things that, that add to it. Like, I mean, you, you mentioned, I, I can't, I imagine you'll have the day trip itineraries, things that those guests can do because you've already said that's something you love to do. You love to share that just with Disney and you don't have property in Disney yet. And so, yeah. you know, you, I imagine you'll do the same there and that's, all, that's really fun. And I, I think that's important for people to remember is people, short-term rentals have become so popular because we want, we travel, first of all, for those unique experiences. We travel to, to not just go stay in a beautiful home in the cabins, but to go learn about the history of fair play. Like just that, that short, you know, history that you shared with us. That's, that's awesome. And you start to incorporate that in the story that you're telling, in the scene that you're setting. And, and I think that's a lot of fun. I can't wait to see the finished product there that you guys are putting together. Yeah, yep, it'll be fun. It'll definitely be fun. And hopefully people that, you know, some kids that have never seen those old historic buildings can go into the town and experience a real ghost town, that kind of thing. And um, my husband loves the creative side. So the kids room in the bottom, like we have two kids, like I said, so we're really kind of going with that mindset of where would we love to go where we can have a great time, but also where kids can have their own space in the home. So the downstairs kids bedroom is going to be Kind of this forest theme room and he's painting it and it's going to be like the hidden animal pictures if you remember when we were kids yeah. um where you yeah. could you know you're finding the picture all the little yeah. you know different animals that were on the code and so we're going to do that same thing in the room where there's going to be hidden animals painted on the you know, in all the setting on the wall of this forest and the kids can take the little scratch off sheet and find them all and some will be tougher than others so just those little things where in a chalk wall where they can play vertical games of checkers and just, you know, like I said, a lot of family experience, but also tying that local area of why do people originally come for gold mining, but also these were frontiersmen that didn't, it wasn't an easy place to settle. Yeah. And so kind of tying that in just to bringing families back to family. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. And, and it's fun because you're going to expose people that are coming for the major draws, right? The, the ski hills and the, you know, the whitewater rafting or to go hike some of the peaks. But then when they get there, they're going to learn so much more about the area. And that's part of the fun of 
creating this unique experience and, and sharing things with them that they might have never known. And that's how it becomes memorable. And that's how you build a business with repeat customers and everything else, right? You know that yeah. you know, they're going to have this, this amazing experience. And, and ultimately, you know, these are assets that we want to maximize as much as possible and be as profitable as possible as well. And, and that's how you do it. You know, we, we do it by creating these unique experiences. Some of those things you're talking about, they're not going to necessarily be coming to the area for that. Many people will be coming for some of the major profit drivers and then learn that while they're there. And most people don't take the time to do that. And it's, it, it's going to really, it, it's just exciting. I love hearing that. I love, I appreciate you sharing that. It's really fun to hear it, you know, all, you know, when people put those unique experiences together, it's just awesome for people. So, mm -hmm. and, so as you've gone through the process and you're going through it, I'm sure that there were some, some things that you were, that, you know, didn't go as planned or, you know, anything that comes to mind as far as that goes, any bumps in the road that you're, that you, that are coming to mind that you'd want to kind of share with people? Yeah. You know, I think ours for being in a rural setting, if you're, you know, looking at an asset like that, it's just been interesting on after acquisition, getting some of the stuff set up that we thought would go very smoothly. So one of them was internet, right? We're in a yeah. cabin at 11,000 feet. You would think that we would have line of sight <laughs> to anything we want because we're at the top of a mountain, but uh, surprisingly, you don't necessarily have access to internet. So that's been one where, and again, it comes back to that network. I think that was a big learning piece for us is um, I knew that, I mean, even in the job that I do, you know, for my day in, day out job, networking is so crucial. But I have to say that was one of the big things of getting over those hurdles, like not being able to find the internet service. So we went on the Facebook group for the local area, which they call Valley of the Sun up there, VOS for short. So we went on the VOS web, you know, Facebook and we posted, my husband kind of went through all that of, you know, what are the options, talking to people, talking to our management company, and everybody had something different to share and just plowing through all of those. And after I'm sure 20 plus people, we finally found this new company that actually might be viable because for our property, we don't have line of sight to anything else. So it's been interesting kind of like delving through that. The other one for us, uh, surprisingly, we were, I had ordered, you know, it's completely empty. It's a vacant property. So you have to order everything. And I made this Excel spreadsheet to the nth degree of every single line item, what the dollar amount is for it. So we had all these shipments. I'm trying to navigate what company they're coming from, when they're coming from, because it's two hours away for us. And, um, and UPS and FedEx was being delivered fine. But all of a sudden, we kept getting signals from Amazon. Everything was being returned. And that was a majority of our house supplies, right, to actually furnish the kitchen and all of that. And um, we couldn't figure out why. Well, come to find out, the USPS, United States Postal Service, doesn't deliver there. And you have to address it differently to this general mail, which we would have never known. So it's all these like little hiccups and then trying to find out what was actually delivered, what was returned. So it's, it's just fun to, you know, just kind of get past all these like little bumps in the road of truly becoming a native up there. But I have to say, just having those people around you of the people that actually live, our neighbors on the street, our management company, uh, other people even in your group that own properties up there. Rod Schmidt's been super helpful to us. So having that network of people have helped us kind of overcome those hurdles. Nice. And, and, and we might have already answered this, but I like to always talk about those aha moments in the pro through the process of like, okay, this is, these are some things that were important and, and that I'm like, okay, I'm really glad that we knew this or we, we 
figured this out throughout that process. And so, I mean, obviously you've touched on network a lot. Um, anything else that would be an aha moment that's coming to mind? Um, you know, I really, I think it was the knowledge, of course, that we got from the program, but I have to say it goes back to that network and it's to make sure that your team is around you is truly sound and you and don't press like the first time that we saw a property management company, we had kind of narrowed it down. We did our interviews and, um, you know, there was a property management group that I felt probably okay with but it just wasn't wowing me. And I really thought that that was gonna be the one that we were gonna to have to go with because we're running out of options. And then luckily through this group, again, Rod actually connected us to this very, kind of I would say a boutique manager uh, hosting from the heart. And they spoke, and I think that's my big aha, is make sure that someone's speaking the same language that you are. And when it was an immediate synergy when we talked, they were speaking the same. They talked about the ultimate customer experience and that they really wanted to wow their guests. And a big piece of theirs was um, having those people want to return, right? Just like you said, they're going to return in different parts of the year to do maybe something that they didn't even know was an opportunity the first time they came to that area. So when they started talking like that about their success factors and what makes them unique, then I knew, you know what? these people are in alignment with exactly how we see our property. So I would, that would probably be my other aha moment is if you're not feeling totally confident with that particular vendor or anybody on your team, keep pushing, keep, keep digging for another source because you will find it. Oh, I love that you said that. I, that is such, um, you know, in this game or, you know, we talk about that so much is making sure you have the right people. And sometimes, it can be a really talented company and they can have, you know, they manage a lot of properties in the area since we're talking about management and they just don't feel like the right fit. Right. And there does have to be that alignment and you're exactly right. Just keep going through that interview process. And, and really I commend you guys for doing that because so many people don't, cause it's a pain, right? Find it, interviewing management companies and trying to figure that out. It's, it's my least favorite part of the process is trying to get that all lined up and, Many times people just settle and I think it's such a mistake and I'm so glad you touched on that because that alignment needs to be there and, and, and when it is, it just feels right and you know, right? And, and it's going to be a great, you guys will have a great relationship, I have no doubt um, and, and it'll be and for those reasons that you took the time to push through to find the right fit. So I think that's a, that's a huge lesson for people that are going through this process to listen to is don't just settle, figure it out. In fact, even on the acquisition, I, I was just talking to um, one of our members in our group and had a property under contract, pencils out, amazing investment, and she just wasn't excited about it. And she wa really felt so much better in a, a town that was about 30 minutes away. And, and for really no other reason that she just likes the coffee shops in that town and likes the, the little downtown area. Right. And Love it. like, well, let, let's find you a property in that area. Then it should feel right. This should be fun. And, and so she backed out of that property and looking and found another property. And it's like, she's just lit up, you know, she's so much happier and so much more excited. And, and that's the key is don't settle. Even though she found a property that would, that would work financially and returns financially, it wasn't, it just wasn't the right fit for her. And now, and the same with the management company, the, the first management company probably would have worked out. Okay. They managed a lot of properties in the area and, but it, it just didn't feel like it was the right fit. And, and uh, I think that's a huge lesson for so many people to learn. So I appreciate you sharing that. 
Yeah, absolutely. We always talk in the world of business, you know, if you hire well, right, everything else is so much easier. And I feel like it's the same way in real estate. It's, you know, from, from getting the right asset, like the other person that, you know, maybe stepped away from that asset and wanted the one where she was really, really heartfelt and really felt passion. Um, And then also hiring the right team around you. It has to, if you hire well, I have a feeling that everything else is going to go so much smoother for us. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So let me, let me look at my notes here real quick and see if there's anything else that uh, we, we didn't cover. I know we're kind of coming to the end of our time and, and uh, Oh, one thing, if you had to do it over again, I, lo- I love asking this question. What is there something you would change if you had to do it all over again? Oh, wow. Um, we can't wait to buy our second one. <laughs> so no, you can't go much it. faster. You can't say, I, I, wish I, I mean, you guys are like rolling through this. So this is, I know, you know, I know. I know. Probably wish I would have done it, you know, 10 years ago when yeah. we did the whole long-term rental piece. Um, I think it goes back to what you just said about, you know, it has to feel right. I knew 10 years ago that that didn't, I mean, it was, it was a great, it was a great learning experience. We loved it. We were good at it. It was fine. It was another vehicle, right? But um, it didn't feel like this does today. It doesn't, it doesn't hit on all those aspects of who we are and truly what we love to do with our life. So I think that would be my big, my other big kind of maybe do over is um, it wasn't as big 10, you know, 2008 when we were first getting into real estate. However, I think you just have to make sure it feels right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You guys, uh, and even in that setup process, I, I always tell people it usually takes a lot longer than you think it's going to take. Right. I always tell people you're not going to buy a property. And you, unless it's already set up and it's a turnkey property, you're not, if you're setting it up from scratch, you've got to give yourself a couple months to get it before, before it's live. When did you guys close on your property? So we closed October 13th and we're supposed to go live November 23rd. So that is about a month and a half. We're pushing that time frame quite a bit Um, because everybody kind of said, yeah, about two months. Uh, And then obviously with the shipping supplies right now, the supply chain is a little bit backed up. So it's not necessarily what you want to furnish. It's kind of what you can get. That's the other learning that we've had. Um, but it, yeah, you're right. If it's a vacant property, I would say give yourself a couple months and make sure that you kind of have that spreadsheet of what's truly going to be your setup cost and factor that into your acquisition accurately. So you make sure that you know kind of like you're going in numbers or if you're picking a you know property that's already furnished and how, how, much, of the prop, how much of that furnishings are you really going to use and yeah. what percentage of it are you going to be replenishing? Yeah, awesome. Awesome. So you're, so if we, do you have a website or anything yet? Is that, is that set up? If, if we wanted to, people wanted to check your property out, I know it's not live right now, but as people will listen to this down the line, we'd love to, uh, we'll obviously link it in the show notes, but sometimes people are just listening to this and don't, don't look at the notes. What, uh, do you have a website? Yeah, sure. The alpine.com. So it, um, yep, it's just getting ready to go live and your team has helped us quite a bit with that. So um, just the alpine.com. Okay, spelled out the alpine.com. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. That's fun. We'll make sure uh, we'll make sure that we put that in the show notes as well. And and uh, I'm telling you guys, I've seen the area, the property, the pictures, and I can't wait to see the finished product. I'll be, I will definitely be visiting. So it's uh, no, that's thanks. one of the funnest parts about this. And we're, is we're like, and in fact, I'm I'm like I like it so much. I'm trying to figure out how to make it part of the business. And so I'm like, okay, now we're doing a YouTube channel where I go around and visit all of our members' properties. So that's going to be. Yes. Like, like, uh, so, so genius, we'll genius. Yeah. yeah we'll definitely have to do a property swap for sure love to come see yours too yeah that's awesome well listen misty i sure appreciate your time today and everybody who's listening 
you know, go check out thealpine.com. And, uh, you know, I hope, I, I hope you did. I learned a lot even just, just hearing Misty share some of her story and some of the things that she learned. You know, I, I love hearing, you know, how fast you guys have gone through it. You and Troy are just absolute rock stars when it comes to just action takers. You're the, you're the easiest people to work with. And, uh, and because you just, you just put your head down and you do it and I love it. And, and you got that first property. We'll get this sucker set up and, uh, you'll make money and we'll go find another one. Is the, is the, is the next one like, is there ever going to be one that revolves around Disney? Uh, you know, if, if you ask my husband, there will be. <laughs> I think I would have a hard time talking him out of that one. <laughs> so, so, all right. Well, I'll, I'll definitely visit the mountain property. I'll have, <laughs> you'll have to have a good story for the Disney one. That, that, you know, I, I'm giving Disney a bad, a bad time. I shouldn't do that because my, my family loves it. I just make, I always am like, ah. Oh. I want to just be, I want to turn everything off and be getting away. I love it. Well, that'll be our true test. If we can get you to come back out. to Disney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole test. If you create enough of a unique experience that I come back to Disney, then you know, you hit a home run. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> love it. Game on. I love it. Awesome. Misty. Well, listen, thank you so, so much for joining us today on the podcast. You guys, um, you know, we'll be back every week. If you got anything out of the episode, share it, like it, leave us a review, and we'll be back with you same time, same place next week. Cheers. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Lifestyle Asset University Podcast. Share this with other people you think need to hear about it. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hey Grace, is there a website? Yes! For more amazing content and expert advice, visit LifestyleAssetUniversity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.